Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. I would say good morning, but it really hasn't been a good morning. So maybe it's been a good morning for you, but but it is morning. So I will just say morning, okay? It's, it's, it's an okay morning, a good morning, but no, no. Good morning. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be positive. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, July the 11th, 2023. It is currently 11 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where everything has gone wrong, and I cannot right now do what I was supposed to do. In fact, I was supposed to do something last night at around 10, 15, 10, 30 p.m. It didn't work then. So I finally gave up, did no live broadcasting late last night, even though that was my original plan. Finally went to bed, woke up going, okay, I know what I'll do. What I was going to do late last night, I'll do early this morning. I grabbed my iPad and I still can't do that broadcast. So here I am. So let me explain what is going on. Yesterday, I told you about the Sword of the Lord National Conference that begins, I believe, on July the 17th. And we are going to listen to the the Sword of the Lord conference. We're going to try to take notes. We're going to try to keep up with everything going on. I'm going to try to review sermons. We're we're just going to kind of cover the Sword of the Lord National Conference, mainly because that's a world of theology. That's a theological perspective, even though it may not be the most influential anymore in 2023, it is still there. There are plenty of people within the independent fundamental Baptist world that are still very much there. So I thought, let's listen to their national conference and kind of get an insight, get an idea of what they're focused on, what they're bothered about, what they're worried about, what they're, what they're really trying to get across. Let's, let's listen. So I thought that would be, that'd be a pretty good idea. We'll, we'll pay attention to the Sword of the Lord 2023 National Conference being held in North Carolina. We'll watch the live stream. We'll take notes. Maybe we'll put all the notes together, uh, create a PDF file, make that available to everyone saying, hey, here's what happened in the conference on day one. Here's what they talked about. Here's the scripture they read. You know, just kind of make a, it'll just give people insight into that world of theology. Thought it would be a good idea. So then I came up with another idea. Oh, wait. What about the 2022 conference, right? This is the 2023 conference. Let's go back to the 2022 conference and let's start reviewing some of the audio of the 2022 conference. Say, hey, this is what was going on last year. And then we'll be able to compare it and contrast it to this year. That will be fun. And that will, that will take up a number of episodes hours of live broadcasting, getting everyone ready for the 2023 conference. The, the contrast, I think, would be fun. It will be, and we'll be able to see, has their focus changed? Like anything, I, it'll just be interesting. So I'm, I started looking for the messages for the 2022 conference. And I realized that the sword of the Lord sells all of the messages, everything, the main, the main sermons, the school of the prophet sessions that happened what in the afternoon, everything, they sell it all in an MP3 audio album. I'm like, well, I'll, I, I, now, you know my feelings. I don't think they should be putting sermons behind a paywall. I loathe that. I hate that. I despise that. 
because I, you know, placing the preaching of God's word behind a paywall to me is just, it, it, look, there, there's not, there's no way to say it. I, I basically believe it's almost blasphemous because the preaching of God's word, people should not have to pay to hear the preaching of God's word. But I, I digress. I thought, you know what? They're not charging a lot. I, even though I don't support this, I, I do want to get the audio files so that we can possibly review some of the audio. So, and I think some of the messages can be found online for free, but you, but they're not all put together and, and, you know, it, it would, it would be harder to try to find the files and then see which order, wait, which sermon was first, which one was second. This one, everything will be perfectly in order. So I went to the Sword of the Lord website, went to the store, boom, 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 put in, you know, the debit card, boom, got charged, what, $17 for the file. And I'm like, okay, good, order complete. Where's the download link? <laughs> There's no download link, right? So then I get an email saying, your order is being processed. What do you mean my order is being processed, right? I've already been charged for it. Where's the download link? So I waited and waited and waited. No download link, no download link, no download link. I wake up today. I still do not have a download link. I tried to chat with them. They're like, well, a download link should have appeared on the screen. Okay, it didn't. There's no way to get to it. Okay, well, you'll get an email soon. Okay, what do you mean soon? Like today, an hour, six months? What, 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 how are you defining? Well, we don't know for sure. What do you mean you don't know for sure? You, you just took basically $20 from me. I just want the download link to the MP3 files. Where are they? They can't give me an answer. So then I call them and they're like, well, okay, give me one second. They put me on hold. They come back. You know, we don't really know what's going on. Can we get your contact information? Yes. Can I just have the download link to the MP3 files? I still, it's now 11.06 a.m., I purchased these things around 10 p.m. last night, so it's been over 12 hours, and guess what? I still do not have a download link. They have, to, they have my $20, but I don't have a download link. Now, at some point, I'm going to call and go, hey, I want my money back because this is ridiculous, but I mean, it's 2023. If you're going to sell the preaching of God's word and you're going to put it behind a paywall, should you not make it easily accessible that once you put in the money, you get the link to the download? Like, it's just ridiculous. So uh, that that was the plan this morning to come to go live and say, let's go back to the 2022 Sword of the Lord National Conference. Here was the first sermon preached in 2022. Let's review it. Let's analyze it. Let's critique it. We may not review the whole thing, but at least certain parts so that we kind of get an idea of what their focus was. Was. And then, hey guys, coming up on July the 17th begins the 2023 conference. You can listen, you can watch it live at the sword of the lord.com. We'll be talking about it and just, you know, make it a, a fun thing to do this summer. But no, uh, we, we can't do any of that. So, what do we do now? 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 Well, as I was, as I kept checking my email over and over and over again for the MP3 file link to show up. In fact, I'm going to check my email one more time. Still nothing. Absolutely nothing has shown up. It is, it's utterly ridiculous how 
complicated. But while I was constantly checking my email, looking for the link, because I thought it should only take a couple of seconds, right? It should only take a couple of seconds. Still nothing. As I was looking, I saw an email that reads like this, the secret to scripture meditation. And I'm like, whoa, someone has found the secret to scripture meditation. The secret is out. I want to know the secret to scripture meditation. Don't you? Don't you want to know the secret in, 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 in scripture, scripture meditation? So I opened the email and this is what I found. This is what I found. How to meditate on scripture day and night. Oh, wait. So they have found the secret that will allow you, that will allow me to meditate meditate on scripture both day and night. Now, I don't know how long you've been a Christian. Have you ever figured out that secret and how to do it day and night? Have you? This is what, this is how it reads. How does a person... Meditate on scripture day and night. You can't stay awake 24 hours a day, but there is an easy way to fill your mind with God's thoughts, even while you sleep. Okay, now we've, I, I, I want to know this secret. So we're going to explore the secret that has supposedly been discovered by the navigators. This is from the navigators. They have supposedly found the secret that will help you meditate on scripture day and night, even when you are sleeping so that you can fulfill this biblical mandate. Now, before we look at this secret, before we explore it, before we unpack it, before we analyze it, critique it, before we learn anything from it, I do have to ask you just an honest question. And I, I, don't, I don't think anyone has ever really given me a good answer to this question. But in your Christian life, I don't know if you can remember back. At what point in your Christian life did you read these words? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the, uh, if I can read correctly. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Do you remember the first time you heard those words as a Christian? Can you think back? You may be a new Christian, so maybe it was last week. Some of you, you've been Christians for a very long time. Do you remember the first time you heard that scripture at Psalm chapter one? Let me read it to you again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, I remember first hearing Psalm 1-1 going, okay, I want to be blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Okay, that sounds like a good thing. I want to be blessed. That seems to be joy, happiness, maybe peace, contentment. I, I want to be blessed. Now, how am I supposed to be blessed? You see, I am, I am blessed if I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, how? Okay, I got to avoid the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, how do I do that? Start trying to figure out how, you know, okay, don't, 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 you know, don't walk in the counsel. Don't stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Okay. Don't walk. Don't stand. Don't sit. All right. Trying to figure, and I would try to figure, okay, am I doing it this way? Am I not doing it this way? There's, there's a lot of trying to figure out, how am I doing it? How do I stop doing it? How can I avoid it? Because I want to be blessed. 
then I remember reading the next scripture, but his delight. So if I want to be blessed, then my delight, what I have to delight in is in the law of the Lord. So then it was like, okay, am I, am I walking, standing, sitting? How do I avoid that? And then I had to ask myself, do I really delight in God's law? Do I really, really delight? Now, at this point, I start thinking, man, alive, I don't know if I'm ever going to be blessed. I don't know. Because I think there's some walking, standing, and sitting that happens constantly. And I don't know if I truly delight in God's law. I mean, I really do like it, but am I really delighting in it? And at this point, I started kind of getting a little worried, a little nervous that I don't know if I'm ever going to truly accomplish this. I think I'm never going to be blessed. I think I'm going to fall short of this basically all day long. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. So I start getting a little worried, maybe a little discouraged, maybe a little frustrated. Like this seems to be almost impossible. And then I read the next part. So his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. And I remember going, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be meditating on God's word both day and night. So I started trying to formulate a plan. I kind of forgot the delight part. I kind of forgot the don't walk, don't stand, don't sit part. I mean, because I read lots of commentaries and about exactly what it looks like to walk, to stand, to sit. And I'm like, I think I do this. Maybe I do this. Maybe I don't. I, I, I didn't have a, because no one really could articulate exactly what that looks like. They gave me some idea, but I was like, okay, but this I could figure out. Meditate on God's word day and night. Okay. I can figure this out. So I started trying to formulate a plan. All right. As soon as I wake up before I do anything, do something with scripture. Listen to a sermon, read, do something. All right. Then maybe at lunchtime, read, do something. And then maybe read in the evening and then right before I go to bed. So I tried to figure out some reading and study time. All right. And so I got the reading and study time, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm really meditating all day and all night. So then I'm like, okay, I'll get a scripture memory pack. I'll start memorizing. I'll read, study, and then memorize. And then throughout the day, try to review. And I, I was trying to figure out how do I pull this off? And then it was like, well, wait a minute. That seems to be basically claiming that I do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I kept trying, but then I, I, I would realize over and over and over that there would be these periods of time where I'm like, I'm, I think I'm getting close. I think I'm doing pretty good. I think I am meditating on it day and night. I think I'm doing it. I think, I, okay, I, I, I should be blessed. I, I think I'm getting there. And then there would be times where I'm like, come on, what am I talking about? I'm, I, I'm not meditating on it day and night. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And, and then I'd be like, well, am I? Okay. But at least it was something that was more tangible. I could, I could measure it, right? You could, you could measure it by, based on time, based on what you're really thinking about. So th- there were times I could feel like I was somewhat successful, but also because it was something that could be measured, it would also be the very source of times convincing me that I wasn't. So at some point, I kind of realized, I don't think I'm ever going to pull off Psalm 1 and 2. I don't think I'm ever going to pull off these two verses, ever. I think I'm going to be in a perpetual state of not being blessed because I cannot accomplish this. Now, at some point in my life, I begin to kind of start changing my view of Psalm 1 a little bit. And I started seeing Psalm 1, this is very much a law-based passage, right? 
How do you get blessing? By keeping the law, by doing these things, by avoiding these things and doing these things. In other words, the key to blessing is what I do and what I don't do, which is a very law-focused approach to life. The way to blessing is obedience. The way to miss out on blessing is disobedience. That's that's very much life under the law. Do this, you'll be blessed. Don't do this and you'll do this and you'll be blessed. Don't do this, you'll be cursed or or avoid or if you do these actions you'll be cursed. You get the idea. It's all based on what you do and don't do. It's based on on those types of things. And I'm like, "Well, that's law-based." So then I started thinking, "Well, wait a minute." The only truly, the only person who's ever truly accomplished this, who never walked in the counsel of the ungodly, who never stood in the way of sinners, who did not sit in the seat of the scornful, and his delight was in the law of God, and he did meditate on it day and night, the only person to ever do that would be the Lord Jesus Christ. He accomplished that. And in him, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings, with all heavenly blessings. In Christ, I have this blessing because he did not walk. He did not stand. He did not sit. He did delight and he did meditate. So then I started looking at it a more gospel-based approach that in Christ, these things, he did these things, he avoided these things for me and in him, I am blessed. I started looking at it a more gospel-minded way. But even though I even though I approached it from a more gospel-minded way, which I think is, to me, was a very revolutionary thought in my mind that just the same way in Matthew, when you read the Beatitudes, blessed is the man who does this, blessed is the man who does, blessed is the man who doesn't do this. Only the, only the one who preached that sermon has ever accomplished those things. So in him, I am blessed. Christ is the blessed one. He is the blessed man because he 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 did all of these things. And in him, all of those blessings then are mine. Okay. But I still believe that there's a practical application that as a Christian, yes, I am called to not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, to not stand in the way of sinners, to not sit in the seat of the scornful. We have to constantly be trying to figure out exactly what that means. And I do believe we are still called to try to meditate on God's word day and night. Now, exactly what does that look like? Do you think that that is calling for us to meditate on it 24 hours a day? Or do you think that this is just kind of a poetic way of saying, make God's word dominant in your mind? Or do you take it as, I've got to figure out the secret to meditate on this 24 hours a day, seven days a week? I... I tend to view this as more of a poetic language, just saying, make God's word prominent, dominant, make it, make it at the forefront of your mind. I, I, that's the way I see it. But this email from the navigators, this, you know, international ministry, they seem to think it's a 24 hour a day, seven day, 24 hours, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week type thing. So let me read this paragraph again. How does a person meditate on scripture day and night? You can't stay awake 24 hours a day, but there's still an easy way to fill your mind with God's thoughts, even while you sleep. Use these four simple steps to saturate your mind with scripture and discover how this transforms your life. So we've got four easy steps 
that will allow you to meditate on God's word literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week while you're awake, while you are asleep. Okay, are you, are you ready to hear this? I think you should write these four steps down. All right, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this entire article. One of the greatest promises in the Bible is found in Psalm 1, 2 through 3. This passage teaches that if we meditate on God's word day and night, we will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. But how does a person prayerfully meditate day and night? Now, they see this as a great promise. Personally, I see the passage as a great as a law that is impossible for anyone to keep, and it actually condemns me, and the only place I find great comfort is in Christ who did it for me. That's my approach, but that's, you either approach it from a law-based approach or a gospel-based. Law-based, I don't see this as a wonderful promise. I see this as great conviction and condemnation. You may see it differently. That's okay. All right, but all right. So how do we do this? When you sleep, your conscious mind rests while your subconscious mind continues to function in order to keep your body's organs working. But the conscious and the subconscious are in a closed circuit relationship. So whatever your conscious was working on prior to falling asleep will be transmitted to the subconscious. Too often, we wrestle with a problem just before we go to sleep. Rather than allowing the subconscious to work out, work on our problems and worries, we can prayerfully meditate on the Word of God while we sleep. So according to them, their theory is the conscious and the subconscious is in a kind of a closed, how did they, what was their exact words? I don't want to, I don't want to misquote them. They are in a closed circuit relationship. So whatever your conscious mind is working on before sleep, basically it's handed off to the subconscious. So the the way to meditate on God's word day and night is the last thing you need to do before you go to sleep is hand over to the subconscious God's word. Then as you sleep, the subconscious will meditate on it. Then you will finally be in a position where you can be blessed. But what if the subconscious doesn't follow suit? Then I guess you lose out on being blessed. I don't know. Let's see what they say here. All right, here we go. A simple application of this theory. All right, here is the application of this theory. First thing you do here, step number one. You read the passage intended for the next morning's quiet time just before you go to sleep. So according to this theory, Whatever you're going to do tomorrow for your quiet time. So obviously you have to have your quiet time planned out. You have to have a schedule, right, of what you're going to be reading the next day. So before you go to bed, you got to go, what am I going to do for my quiet time tomorrow? Once you figure that out, then before you go to bed, you read that scripture. You don't work on it. You don't study it. You just read it, right? For example, you read through Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides uh, quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. 
Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear, fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know what translation they're using, but I'm quoting their translation that they use in the verse or in the article. So here's the, according to them, hey, you want it, you've got to meditate on God's word day and night. You've got to because you won't be blessed. Now, they, of course, are not addressing how we don't walk, stand or sit, but okay. And they don't talk about delighting, but you got to get the meditating thing down. You got to get the meditating thing down. All right. And so the, the step one is you've got to figure out what you're going to do tomorrow for your quiet time. Now, you, if you look at statistics, most Christians don't even have a daily quiet time, but that's a whole different problem. So you got to make sure you start having a daily quiet time. But before you have your quiet time tomorrow, tonight, before you go to bed, you got to read through the passage you're going to be looking at tomorrow. That That's your conscious mind, which the goal is now when you go to sleep, you're going to hand that off to your subconscious. Now, let's see what step number two is. Step number two, take about three minutes to scan through the passage and ask God to highlight a word or phrase that will help you focus on him the next day day. All right. So I don't know exactly how this works. You take three minutes to scan through a passage and you ask God to highlight a word or phrase that will help you focus on him the next day. I don't know exactly how that works. I guess God, does God actually highlight it or does God tell you what to highlight? I guess this, I guess you, you're like, you're looking over Psalm 23 and you're like, to me, I, I don't know why oh, Christians love to, we love to so turn everything into some kind of supernatural, mystical experience. Oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm scanning Psalm 23. Ooh, that word jumps out at me. Oh, that's God. God's highlighting it. Or no, maybe you, maybe it jumps out at you. Doesn't mean God's doing anything. Why would you say God is the one highlighting it? That's just absolutely crazy. All right. I got no problem saying, hey, after you read it, now you scan it for about three minutes and see if a phrase or a word jumps out at you. Then you, uh, then that's going to be what you're going to focus on the next day. All right. I, I, I got no problem with that little bit of exercise. I'm just not going to say God is the one highlighting it. I'm not going to say God is the one who made it jump off the page. Something in my, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. All right. That's well, okay. There are all kinds of problems with that. All right. Number three, take this with you to bed. So you read the passage that you're going to cover the next day in your quiet time. You take three minutes to scan it and you look for a word or phrase that jumps out at you and you highlight it. Then number three, you take it with you to bed. And right as you go to bed, you're like, okay, I, I don't know. I don't think you take the entire passage. You just want to take that word or you want to take that phrase. And that's what you're going to go to bed with. And then number four, your mind will prayerfully ponder the scripture while you sleep making it more likely for you to be re replaying those truths in your mind the next morning. So according to this, the trick is by doing this, when you go to bed, your subconscious is going to be replaying this, right? Uh, it's going to be replaying these truths all night, all night. So when you wake up, boom, that truth, that phrase, that word, that scripture is going to be at the forefront of your mind. Therefore, you actually meditated on God's word all night. Therefore, you obeyed Psalm 1. Therefore, you are now blessed. This is a very workspace, law-based system. 
And then they end with this. The writer of Proverbs may be alluding to this when he writes, when you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you wake, they will talk to you. Proverbs 6, 22. Making God's word your last thought every day so you will be able to prayerfully meditate on the word day and night. They say this content was adopted from meditation May the 9th, 2011 by Jim Downing. And uh, it's used with permission of Navigators, Nav Press, all rights reserved. And you can download a printer-friendly PDF of how to meditate on Scripture day and night. If you go to navigators.org, you should be able to find this article. And you can download a free PDF so that you can remember these four steps so that you can actually meditate on God's Word day and night. Now, I, I have serious problems with this on one hand. It's very law-based. I've got no problem with trying to get better at trying to make the last thing I do at night God's word. Now, for me, I, 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 there's one way I do fail. Because many times, even though I may, maybe, maybe I'm doing scripture reading before bed, even if I do that, typically when I go to sleep and I listen to something, I don't typically listen to sermons. A lot of times I listen to classic radio drama, maybe a podcast, maybe news, uh, who knows what. I, I may listen to a lot of different things. The reason is I find it very difficult to go to sleep listening to a sermon because if I listen to a sermon as I go to sleep, what I have a tendency to do is start sitting there analyzing the sermon. Then I next thing you know, I'm getting up, grabbing a notebook and writing notes down, or I go, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I don't think that's, what's the context of that scripture? Then I'm looking for a Bible. And then five hours later, I'm still not asleep. Now, in theory, if I could listen to a sermon, I was going to sleep, then God's word would be the last, the very last thing that I was thinking about, then maybe that would hand it over to my subconscious, and then I would wake up and I'd meditated on God's word day and night. I do think we need to find a way to make God's word at the forefront of our minds. I, I'm all for that. I'm all for the fact that as Christians, we need to be better at meditating on God's word day and night. Just, But this is such a, a performance-based system that they have created. You want blessing? Then you do this. And you've got it. And they didn't even, they didn't tell me how to do all the rest of it. I can't, I can't walk. I can't stand. I can't sit, right? Ungodly, scorn, uh, scorn, the scornful, the wicked. I, I, I got to avoid all of that. I've got to delight in God's word because make, let's make this very clear. You can follow this basically system of, of, discipline, right? This discipline of, of making sure you follow these four steps. You can do that. You can read it. You can find a word to highlight. You can try to go to sleep with it and hope your subconscious handles it. You can do all of that. You can follow all of those steps and not do any of it based off delighting in God's word. You're doing it out of duty. So you, they, they, they forgot to even address the delight part. The delight part is what should lead you to doing this. But this is more doing it out of duty in order to be blessed. Now, I once again believe Psalm 1 is law. And it's to show me my conviction and failure in doing this to drive me to Christ, who is the blessed man, who is blessed for doing all of these things. And in him, I am blessed. 
Now, I know when I say that, people say, so you're you're taking away people's responsibility. I'm not taking away people's responsibility. I'm just trying to be honest that you're going to fall short of this. Because even if you get the four steps down, I still don't know if there's any guarantee that's going to hand it over to your subconscious mind. Now, I agree It would be better. It would be better if the last thing, if I could discipline myself to be better that, hey, I'm going to take 30 minutes before bed and I'm going to either look at the scripture that I read during the day or I'm going to look at the scripture that I'm going to read tomorrow. And then I read it, think about it, meditate on it for a few minutes and then go to bed with that's my last thought. That would be wonderful if I if I could do that. It would be. Now, does how does it? What's the end result of that? Like, it would be interesting almost as kind of a social experiment. And, and, I'll, I'll, and I'm going to ask this in a more just this. Is, now, I know this is more pragmatic approach, so this is not always the best approach. But I wonder if you started, if you did this for 30 days. Before you, the last thing you do, you spend 30 minutes each night. And you read scripture. You think about it. You maybe work on memorizing it. You meditate on it. You talk it out with yourself. And then you go to sleep. With the idea that it, now your conscious mind is going to hand it over to the subconscious. And you do that every day for 30 days. Do you think that would have a transformative impact on your life? Far different than, than for other people who don't engage in that discipline. Then they, they, they hinted that this is transformative, that this is the way your life will be changed. This is the way you can have that blessing. If you spend all day, you wake up, you do your quiet time, you listen to sermons, you, you, you read, you, you, you study all day, throughout the day. Scripture is prominent throughout the day, maybe even prominent at times through the evening. But you don't take these four steps right before you go to sleep. Then are you a, have you failed because you only meditated on God's word during the day, but you did not overnight? They seem to be implying you've got to do these extra steps because it's not sufficient just to meditate on God's word during the day or the evening. You've got to do it while you're sleeping. Do you believe Psalm 1 is calling for a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week meditating on Scripture approach? Or is it just generally saying, in a kind of a poetic way, make God's Word central to your life? Now, I've seen some people make this kind of almost a test of one salvation. Do you delight in God's Word? Do you meditate on God's word day and night? If you don't meditate and love it and, and, and do this, then that's a possible sign you're not saved. I've seen some people make it almost a test of one's salvation. But I've seen people who make it a test of salvation never, never come close to fulfilling it them, them, themselves. How do you approach Psalm 1? Does it bring great conviction to you? Do you believe, are you, do you want to try these four steps? Do, do we want to do a social experiment and see how well it works for us? 
There's nothing wrong with saying at the end of the night, I'm going to spend some time in God's word because I do want to make it the last thing that my mind was thinking about. I got no problem wanting to do that, especially if you're desiring to do it out of delight, then I think it's wonderful. But if you're trying to find some kind of performance-based, law-based approach so that you can ensure that you're doing 24-7 scripture meditation in order to be blessed, I think you're going to find yourself defeated, discouraged, and if you're even remotely honest with yourself, you're going to see that you fall short continually. Because remember, it's more than just the meditating. You got to delight and you cannot walk, you cannot stand, and you cannot sit. I mean, again, you've got to go back to Psalm 1. I'm going to read it again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You would have to clearly articulate what that is. Like, when are you doing that? When are you not doing that? There, I'm, just, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I, I, I look at it in a more gospel uh, approach. But even though I look at it in a more gospel, from a more gospel perspective, that doesn't mean that I'm like, hey, guys, let's not worry about meditating on God's word. We should worry about meditating on God's word. I just don't know if this text is trying to tell me you must do it 24-7. You have to do this 20. I think it is saying that it must be prominent in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Do you read it as, as it must be 24-7 and you've you've struggled your whole life to figure out how to do so when you sleep? Or did you just come up to the conclusion you can never sleep? Did you start coming to the conclusion that maybe you need to, you know, sell your house, quit your job and, and become, a, a, you know, move into a monastery? Where all your all day is scripture, where you are meditating on God's word day and night, or have you just taken it as, oh, that's a very good convicting scripture, but you've never really worried too much how it's played out in your life? Have you ever been bothered? Have you ever been convicted? Has it have you has it kept you up late at night, going, man, I I don't think I've meditated on God's word day and night in the last six months. Love to get your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to go back, check my email. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I still do not have a link to the MP3 files from Sword of the Lord. I still, it's now 11.38 a.m. Over 12 hours ago, I ordered it. Now, for me, you know what I meditated over day and night? I meditated over the day and night. I was meditating on where is my link to my MP3 files? I did listen to some uh, classic radio drama. I did, I did listen to that, a little bit of that. But I'm telling you, while I was listening to that, I was still having a hard time going Mm, I want to pick up my iPad and check my email. Where's that MP3 files? Where are the MP3 files? Why do I not have the MP3 files? Where are the MP3 files? Where are, and then my brain would be like, okay, now as soon as you wake up, look for those MP3 files. You, we're going to do a review, a sermon review first thing in the morning. This is going to be fun. We can focus on it all day. It's going to, and here I am now, 11.39 a.m. No link. Now, 
Am I going to be meditating on God's word day and night? I, I want to. I need to. But right now, I'm telling you what's at the forefront of my brain is something. So see, am I falling short? Therefore, I'm not going to be blessed. You see how, how if it's truly performance-based, you'd spend all of your life going, wait a minute, I'm no longer in a position to be blessed because I'm not meditating on God's word day and night. Right now, I'm not delighting in God's word. Right now, I'm just frustrated because a ministry that charged me $20 can't seem to just get me the files that I paid for, right? Like, that's where my focus is. Should it be? I'm not saying it should be. So I am convicted that what it should be on is, you know, scripture. I should be focused on scripture right now. But see, if if it's law-based, I'm I'm just I'm gonna be in a perpetual state of falling short. That that's my feelings. You may have different feelings there. All right, but email me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Maybe the real focus of this exercise that we just walked through is is your life law-based or gospel-based now if you're too gospel-based people will accuse you of being antinomian and accuse you of being liberal but i i don't think that's what that's definitely not what i'm trying to promote what i'm trying to promote is a reality check where i'm like man if i'm supposed to meditate on scripture 24 7 i'm going to be in a perpetual state of failure Therefore, I'm never going to be blessed. But yet, Scripture tells me, Scripture tells me these wonderful words. These wonderful words. Are you ready? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. The one thing I do know, in Christ, I am in a perpetual state of blessing. The other things that tell me to do something to be blessed are law, and I will fall short. Doesn't mean I, I, it doesn't mean I just give up. It doesn't mean I don't, look, I want to be better at meditating on God's word day and night. But I, at the same time, I got to be honest with how much we fall short of that. No one commented today, so that may tell me that none of you, <laughs> the rest of you are like, I don't even see an issue with it. Who cares? Yeah, I'm supposed to meditate on God's word day and night. I figured that out 15 years ago. I don't know what his problem is. I mean, everyone in my church, we all meditate on God's word day and night. He, he, he must be a loser and his entire church just must be made up of failures. Maybe that's the case. And if you have the secret, then, you know, please, you know, create your own PDF and send it to me and we'll try to follow your plan. All right. But okay, there you have it. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. We'll try to do some more live broadcasting soon. And I promise I will do my best that the next one is a little better than this one. I hope I hope this was okay. I think my brain was too distracted a little bit. So we'll see. All right. Thanks for listening. Oh, guess what? <laughs> still no email. I still do not have my link to my MP3 file. All right. See, so someone thinks they're funny thinking that they already do this in many diverse ways, in many different ways. Well, uh, I'm waiting for their PDF file so that I can share with all of you and how exactly they do this because uh, I, I don't think I've got it figured out. But to be fair with you, 
I'm just keeping refreshing my email. And guess what? I still don't have my link to my MP3 files. I just want my MP3 files. I want my $5. Remember the movie? Does everybody catch that reference? Where the newspaper boy kept chasing the guy around throughout the whole movie going, I want my $5. I want my $5. Everywhere, just random scenes. The newspaper boy would just ride by in his bicycle. I want my $5. Just, it, okay. I, I want my MP3 files. That's what I want. I want my MP3 files. Remember the old advertisements? I want my MTV. Okay, all right, never mind. Okay. See, now, now it's just, I'm not meditating on God's word day and night. See how that, see, see if we held ourselves truly to that standard, what, where would we be? I, that, that's what I'm trying to get across. But you, you can let me know you what you think. All right, everyone have a great day. I'll be back on the air at some point. God bless.